Well, welcome back to Churched. Yes, welcome. My name is Darby Bell Adcock. I am Brandy Redwick. And we are having conversations. We we host yes. Churched. Yes. Hashtag, or no, I always say hashtag. I, I'm like, I'm so close to saying like hashtag church. Yes. <laughs> no. Quotations. Yes. Quotation marks. Churched. Yes. We're happy to be back with you guys. It's been one week. Mm-hmm. We have new episodes that come out every Friday. Every Friday. Yes. If you haven't yet, uh, we have an Instagram page. Yes. That is, it's a little baby page that we just made. Yeah. Um, but we, we have some re- great reminders on there. So if you haven't yet and you want to go ahead and follow us, it's that at yeah. Churched Podcast. Yeah. And please, like, give us some interaction. If you've got questions or, like, topic ideas. Yeah. Um, I'm sure in the future, once we get things going, we'll have different polls. Like, that'll be fun. Yeah. If you guys, there's things of, like, hey, I'm, we're really struggling with this right now at our church. Or, hey, I'm struggling with this as a wife. I'm struggling with this with, hey, my husband and I are walking through this. Or dating. Or um, I'm trying yeah. to think what else. If it's leadership stuff, if it's how to be faithful, you know, just yeah. if you guys have some things of like, man, I, I think I just want to have a conversation about that. Let us know and yeah. DM us on, on our Instagram page because sure. yeah. we would love to, to hear from you guys yeah. and, and we want to have conversations that you guys want to have. Yeah, absolutely. That was one of our passions of, um, and just our hearts to start this Yeah, was just like these we, we have these passionate conversations where we're like, why doesn't anyone talk about this? Yes, exactly. So we exactly. just, we want to keep having those conversations. Um, and go ahead, Brandy, why don't you just give a quick reminder or just a quick backstory of why this quotations churched, how that came to be, the name came to be. Yes. So we kind of um, introduced this a little bit in episode one, but the whole concept behind it was... Uh, growing up as someone who was churched, as in uh, a Sunday school baby, someone who was born in the pew on Sunday morning and never left. And that's kind of, that's the category I fit into. If there was a service, we were there. If there was a role that needed to be filled, one of us was doing it. Um, All the spring cleanings, the church fixing up, we were at all of those. Um, And so just kind of growing up in in that culture it's kind of just the name that i found for myself <laughs> for sure and i feel like what i enjoy about when we had kind of come up with this name and when you had you had brought this idea i was like yeah. if people have no context of that yeah and they see that quotation marks church they're like i just feel like it falls under the umbrella of if you grew up in the church, if you were if you had parents in full time ministry, you were mm-hmm. a Sunday school baby, yeah. if you came in at middle school and people were mean to you, or yeah. or if you came in and got a um a not biblical picture of what the church and what the yes. bride is supposed to be, yes. or if you're like, I don't even know what church is, I'm curious. I just yeah. I feel like that name falls under if you are if you have been curious about church, if you have church hurt. Yeah. If you have been in the church at all, or if you've never stepped foot in it, yeah, this podcast is for you. Yeah. So I just felt I Absolutely. thought that was a really great umbrella, and it's good to know. I think we had started that. We had asked the question of, um, how has it shaped your life growing up in the church? We've talked a little bit about how might it shape our lives if we don't. Yeah. Grow up in the church. Um, so I just yeah. think that's a good reminder of if you guys are listening for the first time, welcome to church. Yes. Uh, we're yeah. a couple episodes in here, but what we're gonna do today. We're going to dive right on into it. We had recently talked about 
toxic purity culture. Yeah. Maybe we should have, yeah. <laughs> maybe we talked about purity culture. Yeah. And when I had looked it up on Google, mm-hmm. because of all the answers are there. Yes. Um, when I had just looked up for some just sources and, you know, other things of purity culture when we had done our pre- previous episode, the first thing that I t- that pops up when I say purity culture is toxic purity culture. Like, what yes. is toxic purity culture? Yes. So that's just, I feel like, super telling. So we had a yeah. really great conversation about yeah. that. And we're here for part two. So we just kind of yeah. wanted to continue the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go ahead and pick up what um, – what are the the main things we had talked about of how hurtful purity culture had been? Yeah. How it really had revolved around women don't cause your bro- brother to stumble. Mm-hmm. And again, purity culture is that idea of we want to be pure for the marriage mm-hmm. bed. Mm-hmm. And what we had, the whole, we, we had said this at the end. So if you hadn't listened all the way through, purity culture, the toxic part of it was mm-hmm. that. I want to be pure so I'm not damaged goods for my husband. Yeah. Or, you know, I'm pick pick whatever it might be. And it never, at least for us and like yeah. the people that have been hurt by it, was never this, like, we want to be pure out of our love for the Lord. Yeah. Not about a fear yeah. of being damaged goods, about something yeah. with my... It was like, oh, I, I want to be pure because this is what the Lord tells me and I, out of my love for him... I'm going to choose this. Yeah. And so that's kind of the a, a very general overview of what we talked about. But let's go ahead and dive right on in. Yeah. And I mean, even to tie it back to the name really quick, like that, that just small category of misconception was the passion for this project. Yeah. Because as someone who has had those experiences – Instead of, and I thank God for this, instead of turning me away, which I won't say it didn't, it yeah. did for a time, but instead of turning me away forever, where I am now is I'm incredibly passionate about correcting those quote unquote Christian values that aren't in the scripture at all and simply, you know, confused, imbalanced, not actually what the Bible says. Um, and just to get into this conversation, like I... I tend to be a natural, like, jovial person. Like, I'm just kind of a goof. Vocab word for points. Oh, my word. Thank you. What is jovial? Just, like, uh, joyful. Go. Happy. You guys have a new vocab word for your week. (laughs) Write it down. Um, But just to start this on kind of a semi-serious note, uh, I got this memory just popped into my head from last week. Someone, and, you know, TikTok, unfortunately, it has... I like love it. I'm sorry, but don't you apologize for what you love. <laughs> but it's also been this like pit for old things to like resurface. Sure, because they find old clips and then they just hit a rocket onto, and they get millions and millions of views and interactions. And one of these videos that I actually came across on my for you page last week, it infuriated me, and I was like, I have to talk about this. It was an older preacher. It was a clip, a live clip. I don't know his name. I don't know from what church he was from. Um, I do know it was um, it was a Baptist church, but I don't I don't know any information beyond that. Um, 
and he was talking about him and his wife went on vacation. I'm smiling like you can't see my face, but I'm smiling because I, I don't know what to do smiling. with my anger. Like I'm like this <laughs> filled me with rage. I replied to it. I replied to the oh, video no. because I was like, <laughs> excuse me. Um, anyway, him and his wife, he was an older gentleman. Him and his wife had gone on vacation and he started, he's, this is a sermon, by the way, this is him preaching to hundreds of people in the congregation. I want to, that's very important. Um, he starts talking about him and his wife on vacation and they're walking down the beach and he starts talking about women that might not have been modestly dressed. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I won't say exactly what he said because he made pretty derogatory comments, but he used it as an example to say that ladies, he addressed the women in his congregation and he said, ladies, if you dress this way, and you are assaulted. No. And I'm no, on the no. jury. Oh, no, no, no. It gets so much worse. No. He says, and I'm on the jury. That man will walk free because boys will be boys. And I was like. And I'm sure it had to do with, like, if you hadn't dressed that way, you yeah, wouldn't, you have. wouldn't yeah. have. Yeah, they definitely wouldn't have been evil. It was you. <laughs> um, I stopped. I had to, like, take a breath because I was like, this infuriates me and of course immediately jump to the comments immediately i'm like what are people saying and this is why i thought of this podcast this is why i am so passionate about this these conversations the top comment over and over and over was there is no hate like christian love and I was like, no, it's not. That's oh, not no. Christian love. I was like, please. And I stitched the video and I was like, just so you know, this man, this is not of God. This is not in the Bible. This is not Christian love. I don't know what he's a part of. I don't want anything to do with it. Um, but it made me immediately think of this purity conversation and like rekindled my fire. Oh, I mean, let's just stop of saying like, uh, we're talking in a church arena and I yes. say a church, but like the, a pastor sermon that kind of stuff of uh, that 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 conversation or that view yeah is in the world of yeah. like yeah if you hadn't worn that he wouldn't have or yeah. like so let's just say of like number one it it's incredibly wrong yeah. i feel like there's not many things that we're gonna sit there of like and be like hey you're wrong put, put down but yeah but just so just so we're clear of like yeah. whether you hear that anywhere yeah it shouldn't ever be in your church yeah <laughs> or coming from your pastor but um that as soon as you said it, i was like we've all heard that like oh yeah no and i, I think that is a great I, I i hear how you were like that that brings me back to mm -hmm. hey boys will be boys yeah sister in christ don't cause your brother to stumble yeah if you're wearing something short yeah you're in trouble yeah because the boys are looking. Yeah. And and again, we talked about this having a balanced conversation of yeah. like should we be dressing modestly? Mm -hmm. Yes. What yeah. does that mean? Like yeah. I don't I don't know. I feel like my father-in-law is better at talking about this, but like I personally don't think um I I know some people talk about like what is modest. So I'm going to wear something all the way down to my legs. Yeah. Nothing is going to be shown like yeah. we're not really here to say like what your conviction of modesty mm -hmm. is. Yeah. But there is that like, you know, if we're showing skin, yeah. lots of skin, you know, it's just, there is a way that honor, we honor God with our bodies. Yeah. We are, our body's a temple. So we're going to honor the Lord and yeah. how we dress, how we talk. Um, 
And I'm not really here to, I don't think we're here to sit there and be like, what is modesty? But we have a catalog. No, <laughs> please no. What you can and cannot buy. <laughs> I feel like there are those out there. I had one. Uh, I, I did. I did. I had one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I lived the life. Let me tell you. My- and I wish I still had it, to be honest. When we start filming these, this would have been such a great thing to just out because the pictures she always had so girls the jean skirts which they're coming back by the way in the most fashionable way yes i was like first of all i never looked like that ever yeah um but they look great now anyway so you know jean skirt all the way down to the ankles the infinity scarves and the vest and the layers it was so hot and there were so many layers there were so many layers yeah and stripes are distracting more patterns ladies don't draw attention to your outline you know oh man and we you know we we say this in jest but like if you guys are listening to this you know i'm we we have been hurt by these conversations we are two you know two ladies that have been hurt there is a place for the modesty talk. They're oh, just, absolutely. We're just talking, just talking about like the things of like the Bible doesn't. It didn't say don't wear stripes or mm-hmm. like it doesn't say, you know, uh, of just yeah. those literal specifics is so because um, I always have this conversation with older people in my family because it's just it's kind of fun. Like yeah. it's just a funny conversation because the pants. Oh my goodness, the division over women in pants is absurd to me because we're talking about a verse in the Old Testament, which I don't say that, listen, I'm going to clarify this really quick because I don't want this to be misconstrued. Every word of God from the first page to the last is completely true. Mm -hmm. I don't want what I'm about to say to be misconstrued. What I'm talking about is cultural context. So when that verse was written in the Old Testament, women and men wore robes. Mm -hmm. There were not pants. It was not culturally a thing. It wasn't fashionably what you wore. Not a big deal. When God put that in there, it was just a, hey, men and women should look different. You're different genders. Yeah. It's really that simple, but they always go back to that. And I always laugh because I'm like, you're literally going back to a historical time where nobody was wearing pants. I don't know what you're talking about. For sure. You know, I... It's, it's, this conversation is like, I, I want to bring it back to that, that conversation of saying that if, you know, if woman, if you had been modest, a man wouldn't have done this. Yeah. And the only thing that we're debunking this, and my, my husband's pretty passionate about this, of there was not a lot of calling up of young men. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like I said, of I, I said this on the last podcast of or when we had this conversation, I have been a part of conversations where the modesty talk isn't exactly there because there's so much like we don't want to we don't want to bring shame, we don't want to talk about it, so it ends up being like I don't want to hurt these girls the way that I was hurt. Yeah, and I, or I've I've seen that thought process, yeah. not not myself, but mm. I've I've seen that thought process, and there is that calling up of of boys you know it's just there mm-hmm. again we talk about like the balanced conversation yeah. but i just just to go back of like if anyone has ever said you, they wouldn't have done this like the you had it coming conversation i can't i don't understand how you can in the love of christ tell somebody that because you're not you can't say that and yeah 
I literally felt like something stuck in my throat just now. And I, I know. Just oh, like, yeah. Lord, <laughs> tame my tongue. I know. And yeah. guide my thoughts and my heart. But, I mean, <clears throat> just to bring it back, that, that purity culture of boys will be boys. Yeah. Girls, you need to cover yourself. This is coming from the time, again, we like to talk about where we've been, mm-hmm. where are we now, and where are we going. Yeah. And where we were, and some of the conversations that I was having, it'd be like, okay, we need to send her home. You're, if it yeah. was school, and I went yeah. to a private Christian school, very thankful for it. Let's send her home from school because she's distracting the boys from their learning. Yeah. I'm not, it's so hard of that, like, I don't know. We do the best that we can with yeah. the information that we have. Yeah. There are, there are generations that get it right in a lot of places. There are generations that get it wrong. Yeah. And so I just, like, I'm trying to have a little bit more grace with this conversation because I, I just, I don't, I never understood that, like, let's send the girl home. She doesn't have an extra mm-hmm. shirt or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. but we're distracting our boys from learning. Yeah. But I'm just going to send the girl home because I'm not concerned with her her learning. Well, and again, this comes from having an imbalanced conversation. Yes. Because I can't tell you how many times that happened to me and I wasn't distracting anybody. Yeah. Nobody was looking at me. But it was a way to bully me because you didn't like me. Yeah. Misuse. Yes. Just bleeds into everything else and I always find it so ironic that in the crusade to not sexually objectify women we continue to sexually objectify women she is not a woman walking in God who you should respect and honor she is an object for your temptation and your future use and that whole like it's just completely out of whack to me like the thinking about it now and what I believed when I was 15, 16, yeah. like, oh, he's staring at me. It's my fault. I, I should go change. Like I felt, I'll tell, I'm going to tell this story. I'm going to tell this story. You're going to tell this story. I'm going to tell this story. <laughs> so I went through a phase, like I said earlier, where I was not so concerned with my walk with yeah. God. And part of that, I don't even want to say liberation. I'm going to say rebellion. Part of that rebellion for me was I'm going to wear whatever I want to wear. And so a group of my friends, we used to live in Montana for like a decade. And so... I didn't know that. Yeah, it was so fun. (gasps) I didn't know that. We lived in Bozeman, Montana. And um, something that you... They had hot springs. And they would build like mini resorts over these hot springs. And it was cheap. Like you wouldn't think it would be, but it was basically free to the community to go to these hot springs. And so uh, just an incredibly popular high school hangout. All my friends would always go. I'd always say no. And then one day something in me just broke. And I was like, you know what? I don't care. I don't care anymore. And so they invited me to go. And my friend was like, well, do you have a swimsuit? And of course I did. I had the very good girl basketball shorts and t-shirt. And I was like, I threw them aside so dramatically. I was like, no, I don't. Do you have something I can borrow? And she hands me, dude, I am so thankful that no pictures of this event existed. Just in a literal eye patch. Like a literal eye patch. Like it was questionable. And I was like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. And we go. Yeah. And I've never been more ashamed of myself in my life. Because, and afterward, I laid in bed and I cried because it wasn't what I was wearing. It was how I felt about yeah. why I was wearing it. Sure. Because I was like, you know what? Fine. Look at me. I guess I'm just going to be a stumbling block for everybody. I don't care anymore. And it was just, 
I was drowning in shame because we weren't having a balanced conversation. I think that's a great point to, to make because how many, I think if we were all honest, I think if, if people were honest with themselves of the way that they felt after they felt perhaps justified or perhaps like in their rebellion, liberation, wherever they're at because of that imbalanced conversation that was, you know, things weren't being talked about and they're like, well, as a kid, what do we naturally do? It's like, well, I'm going to go find out. Or not, not all of us do that. You know, if we have those balanced conversations or, you know, not all of us are have, you know, we're not, all wired the same way, but yeah. usually the story goes something like, well, this was never talked about, so I'm going to, like, it's out there, I'm seeing it, I'm going to have yeah. that, I'm, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I have my own, I'm making my own understanding of it. The people, like, the the world is giving me a different definition. Yeah. And, you know, whatever whatever that might be or what, whatever that um, transfer of information might yeah. be and start out with, it's like, that first moment that you're like, oh, I'm going to wear something immodest mm-hmm. or I'm going to, I'm going to go sleep with people. Yeah. I'm going to like, I'm going to go have sex yeah. with somebody or because why not? I'm just going to, no matter what I do, if I wear the fat strap tank top or the spaghetti strap, like I'm a stumbling block to somebody. Well, that, and might, that's where my head was at for sure. Yeah. And that might be where your head was at. And I'm like, even whatever people like I'm angry yeah. because of, yeah. The way my dad, is, I, I don't yeah. know what it might be, but pick the the reason to that rebellion, absolutely, that liberation. When you know of, I, I'm just gonna go do it. Yeah, I think you hit on something so important of like the way yeah. that you felt. Yeah, afterward of like that wasn't what right. I thought. That's not what this right. is not what I want. Right, and I think that's so, you know, and and I I would um, I would offer that in that swing of rebellion depending yeah. on depending on what our home lives are like depending mm-hmm. on how much of uh, the bible that we're exposed to of the mm-hmm. truth that we're exposed to the atmosphere that we were a part of some people might be able like yourself to probably be like that's not what i wanted yeah. and i want to i'm going to run back to like yeah that wasn't the imbalanced conversation that wasn't what yeah. I was looking for, but this is not what I'm looking for. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to go back. I thought I was claiming control. For I sure. I was like, oh, everyone is always telling me how to dress. Everyone is always telling me, well, you need to do this and you need to do that. And that was my way of being like, okay, you know what? No, this is my body and I'm in charge of it. And if I were to take control, it'll be better. Yeah. I'll feel yeah. better. And then it resulted in me feeling more out of control because Bad news, I went to a sauna full of teenagers and grown men and people did look and I did feel uncomfortable. For and sure. we had multiple altercations because, asterisk, this was not in my godly phase of living. Yeah. But there was drinking happening yeah. and so people were touching me and like things that I would have ne- like never allowed to happen. For sure. So then it like completely turned on its head and when I got home, there was shame. There was confusion. There's confusion. Because then I'm like, well, what? Am I ever going to be happy? What's the point? <laughs> well, there's this like, after that, something like that happens, people either run back yeah. of being that, like, I don't want to feel this way. That was wrong. Yeah. They run back to mm-hmm. the drawing board, run yeah. back to the Lord and be like, okay, help me 
that 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 felt overswung. Yeah. I don't want the way that it was overswung over here. But I would contend that some people and most have that feeling they yeah. they're like I hate this this feels awful but they're in that such that swing of rebellion yeah. of like oh, yeah. I guess this is what life is. Yeah. I like and I I don't care. Yeah. I don't and that like we we that the enemy gets in there of mm-hmm. well, this is my body. Yeah. And and they're you know if I can do whatever I want with it. Yeah. And that and the enemy gets in there of so many things of like I I have how many people have we met that they are living a lifestyle that they say is okay. Yeah. Maybe they're outward, outwardly um, loud about it. Yeah. But you can tell you're like, yeah. It, it something almost feels inauthentic because it's like somewhere, like somewhere down the way. Yeah. You felt that this was wrong, but you, for whatever reason, yeah. You kept, you needed to keep making your point. Yeah. You know, and I just say some people have ran back, and I was gonna say this as well of, just to go back to your that the way that you had felt after your experiences and we all have some sort of experience where we've stepped yeah. out and said and have found out and yeah. and I say all because I just sound really confident but I if there might be some that have said like I really haven't yeah. stepped out you know yeah. and and that's like that is a a wonderful beautiful thing because you've been faithful you know mm-hmm. and just for those of us that have had those things of like we like I love somebody describes it as this Kristen McClelland, uh, biblical contextualist teacher, historical teacher. Uh, she really says that she's like, we, my friend says it this way. We all have that chapter that we don't want to read out loud. Yeah. And usually yeah. those first, exp- like when we step out of the God design boundaries, yeah. that those got like it there. And people always want to call them rules. Like, it's like, you can break the rule. You can do whatever you want with your body. It's yeah. like, you can, yeah, but God, God put in a boundary, and it's a God-given boundary, and boundaries are made from, the, the, it's God-designed boundaries, yeah. and there, it's, it's not so much because He doesn't want you to go experience these things that, yeah, like it is, mm-hmm. it is a protection, yeah, to say I want to keep you safe in here, right. not just in here, but like, uh, like there's, there's goodness, right, here. If you leave from my presence, yeah. God is life. Jesus is life. That it, it's it's that central, like even in the garden of like when people had exited, they yeah. started to leave the presence of the Lord. They had gone east. When we move out and make choices that are not of the Lord, mm-hmm. we are outside of of the safety of the garden. And we've talked about this of of like the Lord is like the story mm-hmm. of the Bible. We we've. There, there are testimonies, and it's this constant story of God wants to be in relationship with humans. Yeah. He wants to walk with them, and he is working every moment to restore. Yeah. And he will one day, he, he wants to bring back restoration of our world, yeah. restoration of our hearts. I just wanted to pause when you had said that story of, like, we all have the chapters of, yeah. like, I don't want to relive that. Yeah. I don't want to go there. And... I, when you had said that too, of like there's there's a loss of innocence that happens. Oh, absolutely. Of that, specifically yeah. talking about this stuff of, we all have those stories of being like there was a day that I didn't I wasn't innocent anymore. Yeah. Because maybe I stepped out of of a place that I wasn't supposed to step out of, mm-hmm. and you know we always like to talk on this this podcast too of mm-hmm. the, the, God is the restorer, He's yeah. the redeemer. Mm-hmm. There is a moment that we have these things of like, Lord, I just don't want to carry this anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I want what you want. Lord, I'm I'm sorry. I'm mm-hmm. sorry that I 
I was confused. I stepped out, but Lord, I need you to heal this part. And I just, we just want to take this moment to remind you that God is the, he's the redeemer, restorer of all things. And like we said this, I just love, he he restores the years the locusts had stolen. Yeah. Of these, these places where you're like, well, my purity has been taken or Mm -hmm. I like, well, I, it just wasn't taken. I gave it away. Like, or I made this decision. So I'm never Mm going to be. Or we talked about again, like on our teacup episode of like, I'm damaged goods. Yeah. And that is just, that is not the story of Jesus. It's just not. And bringing it back to this conversation about purity culture, somehow it still emphasizes on, it it just doesn't, I'm like, that just doesn't sound like the Lord of saying you're going to be forever damaged goods. Yeah. And it, it's so, it's so foolish too, because then, so we have that, we have that, um, happening and then we get married. And so for me, this the, is where I was going. the yes. concept was, well, you can't have intimacy issues anymore. You're married now. You can have intimacy whenever you want. And so all those other problems are gone now and they don't exist anymore. And even if you made mistakes before you're married, they still don't matter technically anymore because now you're married and they shouldn't affect you at all. And then people like myself are like, well, um, but I'm kind of having issues. And they're like, nope, nope. You can do it anytime you want. Problem solved. This <laughs> This we're gonna pick up on this conversation that we had last week. But I, I this is where I was going. Of like, let's talk about the intimacy issues. Yes. Whether you're married yet, at all, going yeah. to have like, there are intimacy issues. Whether or not, like, whether you have stepped out of a boundary earlier yeah. on, whether you've you made a mistake, you made a decision, whatever it was, of you've had sex before marriage, you've been with other partners, mm-hmm. or you didn't have sex with anybody right. until until your spouse, you know, either way there, there from this purity, this purity culture topic. Yeah. It breeds intimacy issues. It It really does because you just, you have problems either way. So let's say you have like you, you did lose your purity or you gave it away. This is men and women, by the way, I feel like I need to put an asterisk to that. We kind of hit on it last time. We're talking about everybody. Yeah. It applies to everybody. Yeah. So let's say you did before you got married, but you never dealt with it properly. It was shuffled under the rug or you were heavily shamed and then you got married and everyone was just under the impression that, okay, they're fine now. They're married. I remember the go-to thing and I'll mind you, I can count on one hand where these relationships actually worked out. If you got pregnant, you got married and that was the only solution. Yeah. And then we were all blown away when they got divorced in two years because shocker. Or you've got the other side of the spectrum where you stuck it out. You kept that purity ring on, okay? And then you got married. And because you were given an unbalanced view, an unbalanced understanding, you just can't magically rewire your brain to enjoy intimacy with your spouse. Oh, yeah. The wedding day came and you're sitting together and you're staring at each other and you're like, I don't want to. It's bad. <laughs> we talked about this. We had talked about this in the other episode when we were starting this conversation, but there's such a real thing. Our cells remember things. Our cells remember trauma. Our cell, like our body remembers stuff. Yeah. And when it's sex is bad, sex is bad, sex is bad. Yeah. And it's not paired with 
sex is from God. Yeah. Sex is a good thing, and yeah. it is meant to be within the boundaries of a man and woman. Yeah. I think if we're fair to our youth group pastors, I think they said that. Yeah. Maybe. Probably. Probably, maybe. honestly. Yeah. Maybe not in where you're at, but just for fairness, like, I know that that was said. Yeah. But the conversation was more sex before marriage is bad, it's bad, it's bad. And because, it, again, it's that not that out of our like we want to we want to remain pure for our love for the lord we are yeah. set apart we are yeah. we want to be set apart uh, set we just talked about this on sunday there is a we are separated from yeah. something and we are separated to the lord like yeah. we are separated from the world set apart we're chosen priesthood we are separated to yeah. the lord and because it wasn't out of this the love it the love for the lord to walk in obedience yeah to hear and to do, yeah, it was out of this like, sex is bad. Yeah. <laughs> so I, and I don't so want to sit, you know, and I fear. Yeah. And so maybe they said that, but it just breeds it breeds shame yeah. is one thing, and our bodies carry that shame with you, and it just doesn't magically disappear. And it sometimes I don't know if you you know men or women you've walked into that, maybe your wedding night was amazing, or maybe it's going to be wonderful. We're not. Yes. here trying to project project our issues on you predict whatever yeah. but I'm just like I, I can imagine like that first night it's like in some cases for some men or women it's like your body is at war with what you know to be true and we had said yeah. this again of like it's not been per- permissible before marriage not permissible not permissible not permissible the wedding night comes permissible yeah and that's really hard to connect that like to let your body know of like this is it this is okay like it I'm not quite prepared to go into this today but even just like our bodies of like my body is shameful like my body it should be covered it like Mm -hmm. should be covered from other others it should yeah. be covered there's modesty there but like there's a, a shame that enters our yeah cellular like, you're like not supposed to be seeing me yes yeah. and I feel like when you get to the marriage bed sometimes for some of us I struggle with this I'm yeah. like I don't know why don't look at me yeah don't look at me don't <laughs> yeah. don't like and to, ha- to have to walk through that you know I just mm-hmm. I just think that those are one of the things talking about that intimacy this struggle I am like such a proponent uh, and I will tell this to everybody, people that are in a relationship, dating, engaged, I will sing this song to you over and over. Sing it. Marriage counseling. Godly marriage counseling. Oh. <laughs> I put an asterisk because I'm like, listen, there's good marriage counseling out there, and then there's even worse marriage counseling. I'm talking about the good kind. Okay, go, but go ahead. Get that before, during, and after. Because we all, I had this stigma that like, okay, you want to get married? Okay, so you have to go to marriage counseling at least one month and then you're good to go and I'll sign the paperwork. I was counseled one time by a pastor who didn't even know who I was. And let me tell you something. We're having, as women, really saturated conversations about purity and our husbands aren't having any. Yeah. Nobody's talking to the guys at all yeah. about purity, about what to expect from marriage. So then we have these women like myself, I'm speaking as an example, who were taught from day one, your body is a temptation, you are objectified, and you are only as good for your husband. And every single day, 
sex is bad. Don't talk about it. Your husband, it's static. There's nothing. He might hear it from his friends. He might hear it from his dad. Maybe. Big asterisk. You know, or they don't hear it at all. And then, so their expectations of, okay, well, I'm married now. Now I can just do it whenever I want. To the woman who was told it was bad every day of her life For and sure. can't bridge the gap. Yeah. And then you just have these two people meeting in the middle and there's a brick wall. And you're beating your heads together because he can't understand you and you can't understand him. It's just a mess. <laughs> you know, this, I like, I pause and I've got a big, I just, when you said marriage counseling, I'm like, let's take a little, let's, let's take like, a sidebar. Let's pause. take a walk. <laughs> walk with us. Let's, yes. let's walk down this yes. path for a second. Yes. Um, and before we take a little walk here, I just want to, you know, you had said like, I, we're not, we don't know what conversations have been had with yeah. men. We yeah. don't know. No, no. Or yeah. with other women, but just, we're giving some examples here and we're not saying that that's how it goes every everybody. time. Yep. With everybody, there are some people who have great examples. Oh, and for sure. More than, I'm like, I'm like, and we're so happy for you. We are <laughs> like, so happy for you. <laughs> more than that, it's like, you are, you, you are so blessed with some things that people yeah. didn't get, you yeah. know? So I, I just want to, put preface. that little <laughs> yes. preface that and uh let's walk down this little um marriage counseling sidebar oh, here boy. um and we'll keep we'll keep trekking with our purity culture talk here but i just want to say that can i ask did you when you said i got one counseling by mm-hmm. a pastor mm-hmm. was it a one male pastor it or was it, or, one male pastor or was it with his wife no. one male pastor maybe i'm wrong unsolicited opinion coming through here disclaimer I'm just like I don't know how I'm not sure I'm comfortable with just one person giving the conversation I did not oh I agree with you and I did not understand, and that's just my opinion even at the time why his wife wasn't there because as he was talking to both of us he was a nice guy I'm Again, sure I'm sure he did I literally didn't know this man it was just a requirement and we just kind of went through the motions um but I remember sitting there thinking, where's my perspective? Because listen, I got married, and we can talk about this more later on, but I got married very young, yeah. very young, a month after I turned 18. Yeah. I felt even then, what am I supposed to do after this? So we're going to get together. We're going to say I do. We're going to sign the paper then what? And I was getting a very professional pastoral man saying, okay, do you agree on this? Do you want to have kids? And we were like, yeah, we both want to have kids. Didn't ask how many, which that is an important question, by the way. Uh, but he said, within okay, your spouse, within yeah. your, yes. And, um, he was like, oh, okay, good. You agree on that. You agree to stay together forever. And we were like, yeah. And he was like, all right, good. You both believe in the gospel. We were like, yeah. And he was like, all right, good. I'll see you on Friday. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'll say my experience here in a second, but I, I think that brings up another, you know, just that marriage fixes everything. Yeah. Thought. Oh, absolutely. So, and that's like, I'm, we're not talking about even just like people's purposes or like, yeah, it's this specific area when we're just talking about like the intimacy issues of like thinking yeah. like we're married, mm-hmm. all this stuff is going to like, we're good now. Yeah. And it's like, there is such, I'm learning and you know, we're, I got married later on mm-hmm. in my, like I waited a long, I don't know what a long time is, but I like, <laughs> but I, I waited until, you know, I was past my, my, you know, it was like mid twenties later mm-hmm. on in the mid twenties, but we are very young in our yeah. marriage now. Yeah. 
Uh, but so we're like right in the middle of learning some things and learning some things of like, I'm like, why didn't anybody tell me this earlier? Yeah. yeah. Because how it went for our marriage counseling was it was like, and I tease and I just, I, I feel like we got, we fell through the cracks. It happens in ministry. It shouldn't. Yeah. People get really hurt by it and it should never happen. Yeah. Um, because it makes people feel like they're not seen and yeah. you know, I, we, we were okay and we didn't, you know, I, I just, it should never happen. So if you've been dropped through the cracks and people forgot to check in just on you glazed or over me a little bit, yeah, you <laughs> yeah. know, I just like, that's never, yeah, that's not supposed to happen. It, no. it does happen mm-hmm. because not everybody can catch yeah. us, you know, it just, so I, I just want to give a little bit of grace to that, but I, <laughs> the first, it, all I remember, I think we had two sessions and the only thing that we talked about was who's going to take out the trash Who's gonna do the dishes? Who? What are your roles in the house? What in the world? That's all I'm talking about. And what are you supposed to do with that? (laughs) I think there was some miscommunication within our like who was doing ours because we had some supplemental advice because there was a miscommunication of they you know some people thought that we were getting a little bit more extensively, but I'm like the mayor. Oh, I'm just if I can advocate enough and like just to. Yeah. Jump on what you had done of finding a couple that in the church that does biblical counseling. Yeah. It's not like marriage counseling. I just like, I'm not saying that people treat it like whatever. They got to come in for marriage counseling. Like maybe they do. Maybe it has been that way. And I'm like, why is this not taken more seriously of like, Mm. it's so, it's so, um, just, it's crucial of like, especially, and I can speak to this, if you come from a broken home, yeah, I never knew, even if you don't come from a broken home, it is, it is so crucial to get to go through proper yeah. marriage counseling. What is proper mar- marriage counseling? I don't know. I'm, I'm really looking into it because I'm very passionate about yes. <laughs> offering that someday. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. But it's, it's so much more like, these are great conversations of like, that is an important thing of like, yeah. who is going to take out the trash? Is that, let's talk about expectations, yeah. living together. I'm sure it's important of, do we have the same views on the type of family we yeah. want to have? Like, yeah. do we agree on the gospel? Like yeah. there are these things that in, in and of themselves, they're, they're great things and they add to them. Yeah. But of like, we're going through stuff now. Yeah. And we're like two and a half years in of like, how do we fight well? Yeah. How do we communicate yeah. well? And this was some of the stuff I'm like, we were talking with, you know, who we're, who we're with right now. And they're like, this is your, this is pre-marriage counseling. I'm like, yeah. this, is, this is no pre-marriage counseling I've ever heard of. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I think we're just so, even afterwards, and I, I advocate for any counseling of it. Marriage is so hard. It is. I really feel like whatever, take this with, we're two and a half years in. I have no weight for the people who are like, I'm seven, I have a friend, she's been in, they're in their seventh year of marriage. I'm yeah, like, us you, too. you got some years under your belt. Yeah. People, 10 years, 15 years, 30 years. Like yeah. marriage is, is hard. It is so sanctifying and there's nothing wrong with, and, and, and better yet, it, it is, it is encouraged to be like, we, Malachi and I went through this part in our marriage. Like we went through a really big rough patch mm. of 
whatever it might, whatever might be happening of like, you guys, you're not seeing eye to eye. Maybe it's about sex. Maybe it's about family issues. Like whatever the storm in your marriage is, Mm -hmm. or if you're thinking about getting married and these storms come up, Mm -hmm. it, he was so good about this. He's like, you know what? I don't think it would be a bad idea if we got a third party to help us get through this part. Yeah. I was like, you know, how many people do you hear that's like, I'm not getting counseling. Like, no way. It's like very negatively approached a lot of times. I'm just like, if you can find and pray about it, but like, don't do it. A couple, a a man and woman, a husband and wife Mm -hmm. to sit down with you, to give both conversations, to listen, to to give biblical counsel. Yeah. If you can do biblical, and I'm like on a sidebar here, so just hang tight and we'll, we'll head on back to our purity topic, but because maybe we'll do a whole little oh we could chat for this but yes. <laughs> I am a huge fan of biblical counseling yeah. I think it is wonderful I think it can only get you so far yeah I think that and this is just my my opinion sure. I am there are people out there that do it really well I think that some people that really go through trauma yeah we're talking about intimacy issues some mm-hmm. of that stuff is deeply seated if you have shared your body with somebody else, yeah. if their shame has latched on, even if you haven't shared your body with somebody else, mm-hmm. the way that our brain works with things that have happened to us that have never should have never should have happened, whatever it might be, there is a very if if you can find somebody that or you know a place that does biblical counseling and has it's they're a therapist. Mm-hmm. I, I just advocate for that because how many people you're like, I went to counseling, I sat there for an hour, we got nothing done. This is stupid. Counseling doesn't work. Yeah. If it's done that way, yeah. So let's save that for another time because I will wander on down that. Yes. But <laughs> just cliff notes on that that little walk down that rabbit trail of of marriage counseling is a beautiful thing. And yeah. I think we're gonna be a culture and a people that just want to say we are for marriages. Yeah. Because God is for marriage. Yep. The enemy is not. No. no. <laughs> the enemy is not. And, yeah. you know, I just, I, I think for us, I think, especially for my husband and I, we, and I know um, my my in-laws are the same way of, yeah. they have such a heart for helping people get through their marriages. Mm-hmm. Because it's just so easy when purity culture is in here, shame is in here, trauma is in there. I'm going to the deep deeper end, but this stuff is hard Mm -hmm. and the purity talk, the culture, this purity culture that we're on, this has some serious lasting effects that, that leak into how we view ourselves. Sometimes how we have a miss, miss, um, we just have a disillusioned view of the Lord in our walk or this stuff bleeds into our marriages. It bleeds into our potential dating. Yeah. You know, it's Mm -hmm. just, this stuff has such serious lasting effects. Yeah. And we just want to have a conversation about all of it. And, and it, this stuff is hard enough if you're in a storm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm sure you and you can talk about you and your husband, but I'm like, you know, the fights or the, st- you just like, neither one of you knows which way is up. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, you're like, yeah. I can't find my footing at all here. Mm-hmm. And you're like, we don't know what we're doing right now, yeah. you know? And mm-hmm. it's just, there's that, there's this, that church culture shame or just be like, oh, they're going through a really hard time with their mm-hmm. marriage. They're going to marriage counseling. Yeah. Let's pray for them. You know, yeah. like that's yes. not always there, but there is not that, the let's pull, pray for them. Please. I, let's <laughs> take that out for a second of there is that connotation of like, yeah, it's, Oh, they're in serious trouble. Are you praying for us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what time we go? 
are you praying? Are you? That's like, <laughs> yes. oh, but you know, it's, it's just that, that like, oh, there must be, it must be very serious because, yeah. and that just doesn't have to be the case. It no. can be like, hey, no, we can't get through this part right now. Yeah. And we want a third party. No, it's completely healthy and it should definitely be normalized because you both, like you can get so stuck in your head about stuff and then you reach a point where you're so frustrated that you can't meet in the middle at all. And then you start talking about counseling. If you had already just been there, it cuts that time of just agonizing suffering because you're both you live under the same roof you're trying to do life together maybe you have kids maybe you have jobs and it just complicates the heck out of everything and it throws everything out of whack because that's your person and so when things are when you're going through seasons or when you're going through storms it's just it's so much better to just take that added help that god-given help oh yeah from people that have experience that have a grounded biblical background i know i've gotten some really really great advice and unfortunately coming from someone who asked too late okay i started asking for advice when i legitimately thought we were like packing up shop okay? i think we've all everyone goes to that yeah that point of being like what, what are we doing <laughs> <laughs> what is going on <laughs> Apparently yeah. this isn't working. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yes. We all have, like, yes. nobody gets to marriage. I, I just, I, th- we, that can be another th- yes. whole thing too of like, yes. nobody gets to marriage and debunking that thing of like, everyone has these knockout fights. Oh yeah. I feel like there's not enough time to talk about purity culture. There's not. We need eight more parts. I'm like, I'm like I never understood these podcasts. I'm like, I don't want to like jump in like part three or like, what are you talking about? But literally. Um, we're going on part three, he- seriously heading into part three. So, um, we're going to continue this conversation. Yeah. Uh, we just, we know, just like you were saying of like the Lord gives guidelines, like there yeah. is a reality of sin and yeah. we have a book that again, tells us about God, about who he is mm-hmm. and about our, how, how are we to respond to this, this God yeah. of the universe that loves us, wants to be in partnership with us. And I even go into that, like that, the verse of be holy as I am holy, which we can, we can jump into next, that next episode. But he desires even that, um, Philippians four, eight, what finally brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Yeah. Like we are called to, to be in commune with him, to walk with him and, some things must, they, they cannot be. Yeah. And, and, you know, wrapping it on up. He is beckoning us into walking with him. He wants to, yeah. he wants to show us what purity is. He yeah. wants us to come close, be pure so we can be with him. Yeah. He will it, come as you are. Mm-hmm. He will take us that way. He, he will wash us white as snow mm-hmm. when we've said, I, Lord, I, I, I need your help. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I'm repenting and he redeems and he restores. It's who he is. Yeah. Yeah. And this even talk about purity culture of like, God is better than we ever knew. Yeah. Jesus is better than we ever knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So put a pin in it. Put a pin. Hang tight until next week. Yep. And we're going to keep having this conversation. Mm-hmm. Until it's all conversation out. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) 
You ever heard of beating a dead horse? <laughs> no, there, there's this meat is a, here. This is a meat. This is a meaty horse. I'm like there's stuff here. <laughs> yes, but yes. we love you guys. We are praying for you guys. Yes. Let us know if you guys want to talk about um, anything else. But we let's just go ahead and pray going into our week. Yeah. And we'll let everyone go. Yeah. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for who you are. We thank you that you are High King Jesus on the throne. There's nothing that we can do. There's nothing that the enemy can has, has done, can do. There's nothing that the world does that, that will ever take you off your throne, Lord. We make mistakes, Lord. There are places that we have walked out of your God-designed boundaries, and you are so gracious to continue to... Um, be, just show grace to to show that 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 time of being of saying I, I want to walk with you I'm, I'm waiting here for you to just turn around and you are so faithful to come after our hearts even when some of us are in rebellion still we have that rebellion in our hearts Lord but we just want to thank you that you are who you say you are that we can believe and take heart and believe in every word that you speak and that you are better than we could ever know. And may we just continue to know you more, to love you more, to obey you more, and to lift you high. In your precious name, amen. Amen. We love you guys. Have a great week. Have a great week. <laughs>